Listen to Pastor Franz for the unadulterated word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth, unraveling mysteries, and preaching Jesus Christ as God Almighty. Today's message. Hallelujah. Now, the difference between the Christian and every other spiritual person is the Bible. That is our uniqueness. Praise the Lord. The Bible is our uniqueness. Praise the Lord. That is the uniqueness of Christianity. The Bible. The Bible. The Bible. So when you see anybody trying to downplay the Bible in ministry, know that it's looking for a way to deceive. Because the Bible is what you can always check to find out whether what you are being taught is so. That is how the Berean Christians were known as noble. In Acts chapter 17, verse 10, it said, The brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas by night to Berea, who coming did that went into the synagogue of the Jews. He said, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and said the scriptures daily. Whether those things were so, if you have what to check, you will not be deceived. Am I saying something? So Christianity is the only spirituality that you can determine whether you'll be deceived or not. Christianity is the only spirituality that you can determine whether you'll be deceived or not. Why? The Bible. Hallelujah. It's our uniqueness. It's our uniqueness. The other time I saw on the net some Muslims, you know, they dress in their Muslims. That's why I call them Muslims. And they took the Bible to some guy and they were saying, can God make a mistake? Can God make a mistake? Then the guy said, what do you mean? He said, because here the Bible says so and here it says so. And they were trying to bring errors in the Bible to prove that the Bible is not God's word. And I laugh because those who know God know that he allows certain things for certain reasons. Praise the Lord. The Bible is written by men, but spoken by God. Are you hearing me? Even secretaries can tell you that sometimes when their bosses speak, they write wrongly. But the spirit of what they are writing cannot be wrong. Is somebody here what I'm talking about? So the Bible is made up of letter and spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. Letter and spirit. And so if you go with the letter, you are a baby because it is the spirit that means the word. Praise the Lord. He said, who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. So there is life in the spirit. The letter does not have anything to add to your life. But then the letter is what conveys the information in the written form. And then your mind will draw the spirit out of the letter. It's like you are sucking orange. You will not chew the orange peel, right? Because it will not benefit you. But the juice in the orange, you pull it. You pull it and it benefits you. Most of the time, I'll be here speaking. I wanted to say something. Maybe I wanted to say Peter. But I said Paul. And I kept speaking. But you who understand the Bible 
will, will not even falter me. Oh, pastor made a mistake. You will not falter me because you know that it is my tongue that made a mistake. But in my mind, what I am saying is pity. So you just go ahead. Babies that see errors in the written letter. Am I saying something at all? Now, the Bible in the book of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, we are told that the Spirit of God is the one who did write the Bible through men. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scriptures is of any private interpretation. For this prophecy came not in all time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So, yes, Holy Ghost moved them to speak. Men wrote them. The error in the writing does not block the understanding in the spirit. That's why Jesus said, the word that I speak to you, John chapter 6, verse 63, they are spirit and they are life. So, it is the spirit that brings the life. So, when you concentrate on the letter, you are making a mistake. But the letter is needed so that nobody will cheat you. So you go to the letter, you draw the understanding from the letter. That is the spirit. So the spirit of the word is the understanding you get from it. And when I say understanding, I'm talking about revelational understanding. That when you catch a revelational understanding, you will know that this is what it means. When a servant of God gives you a revelational understanding, you know that truly this is what it means. You, your spirit will agree with it immediately. In the book of Proverbs chapter 13 verse 15, he said, good understanding does what? Give that favor. So what is favor? Life. What is favor? Good report. What is favor? Success. What is favor? Every good thing you are looking for. It is in the understanding of what is written that the life which is the favor comes. And so you can sit on that teaching and catch favor. You understand that? And when you catch favor in the area of, for instance, your finances, you realize that things are going well for you because something in the spirit entered into you, made you a magnet for favor in finances. Something in the word entered into you, made you a magnet for favor in health. Is somebody hearing? So our spirituality is not an imagined spirituality. It is an understanding spirituality. When the word gains access into your understanding, light has come. Psalm 119 verse 130. The entrance of thy word giveth light and giveth understanding unto the simple. So when the word enters, that is what is called, I have understood. It brings light. What is light? Insight. And what we are struggling with in life is called darkness. That's why Satan is a power of darkness and the demons. So the more of light you draw from the word, the more you become a champion over the devil. Because you know what to say and you know what step to take and you know what to do to make Satan leave you alone by the light of the word. So people who share testimonies as Christians, they share it based on the understanding they received. Praise the Lord. In the book of Psalm 1, 1 9 verse 144, David was speaking and he said, The righteousness of thy testimony is everlasting. What it means is the truthfulness of your testimonies that we share 
cannot be stopped. It's everlasting. Then he said what? Give me understanding and I shall live. That means it is my understanding of the word that will give me testimonies and make me live right. So the quality of the life of a, of a Christian is based on the understanding he draws from the word. Did I say something? So when you ask me, which church is the right church to go? I tell you, a teaching church is what? A teaching church. All those circles you see around, it is the devil looking for a way to deceive. Hallelujah. Teaching churches are the right churches. Because when the devil came to meet with Jesus in the wilderness of temptation, all Jesus used was, it is written. Matthew chapter 4 from verse, verse 3. And the devil told him that the tempter came to him and said, if thou be the son of God. You see, that is what he questions. He questions your status in God. Why is this thing happening to you? Why are you going through all this difficulty? You are not a son of God. Forget about this Christianity thing. You understand that? If thou be a son of God, command these stones to be made bread. And Jesus said, you don't know. I don't think like you think. Man shall not live by bread alone. It is written. Right? But he answered and said to him, what did he say? It is written. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. That was Jesus speaking. And what was he quoting? He's quoting from the Bible. The very Bible that we are holding. He's quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to another place. And the devil tried to use it is written to trick him. Because he realized that this guy goes with what is written. So let me, so you see, some servants who are not of God, but are there serving the devil, disguised as uh, prophets, they can pick some scriptures and use it against people who don't have the spirit and understand scriptures. And then they will say, oh, because he quoted the Bible. No, the devil also quoted the Bible. And he said, it is written. Jump. It is written, for he shall give his angels charge over you. And Jesus said, but you didn't quote it right. Because it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The Holy Ghost has the meaning of the word. Not human understanding. That is why the prophecy did not come by private interpretation. Did you hear that? The Holy Ghost is the one who gives the understanding. So when someone is quoting Bible from the flesh and you have the Holy Spirit, you can correct him. Because you know the meaning of what is written. Jesus corrected the devil immediately. It is written. That shall not tempt the Lord thy God. What you are doing, what you are telling me to do is tempting God because you want me. Okay, when I jump from the top, what will happen? Will I bless somebody's life? Or maybe I'll just have fame. And that is for my flesh. And that is not of God. And that is tempting God. And so it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. When you have it is written, you cannot be deceived. Teaching churches are justified churches. Why? Because when they teach you, they give you the manual to go and check. They give you the outline. You have the outline. Check whether what I am telling you is true. Then you are safe, right? Jesus is the reason we call ourselves Christians. When he came, it was it is written he was looking for. It was it is written he was celebrating all over the place. He said, okay, look at the glory of the, of, of the, of the land. Bow down and worship me. And I, he said, get the hands for it is written. 
Get thee hands, for it is written. What I hold is what I go by. What is written is what I go by. Not what enticing things people show me. You show me enticing things, I hold it is written. Because what is written is what does everything, including you. Praise the Lord. So Christianity is about it is written. Teaching ministries are ministries. And I stand to defend teaching ministry because, you know, if we don't take time, we will not leave posterity to the next generation. It's a gradually Bible is, is fading. What is now coming in is mehu bibi also. Mehu bibi. All those type of things are the things that are taking Bible out. And once Bible is out, Christianity is dead. Is somebody hearing me? You know, when, when Jesus was going to leave, he called, he called um, what's his name? Peter. After they've died, I think John chapter 21, verse 16 or so. He called Peter and said, love I thou me more than this? He said, yes, I love thee. Then he said, feed my lamb. He asked him again the second time, feed my sheep. He asked him the third time, feed my sheep. What kind of feeding, the question is, is Jesus telling Peter to feed? Who are his sheep in the first instance? You and I, right? We are his sheep. And what kind of feeding? Is it to give us kenke or banku or, or fish because he's a fisherman? No. The feeding he was talking about is the understanding of the word, which was interpreted in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. I will give you pastors according to my heart, which I'll feed you with knowledge and understanding. So when you say a teacher, I'm a pastor, is someone who opens your mind to the understanding of scriptures. And then you pick what the life in that scripture, you used it to live your life and things go well for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastors are interpreters. They are ordained interpreters of scriptures. So there are a lot of people in the system that you call pastors because you don't know who they are. When you see a pastor, it's because of the Bible. And when he tells you something in the Bible, you ask yourself, but I'll be reading this thing, but I didn't understand it this way. Because what he told me makes real sense. Then he's the one who is anointed to tell you things in the Bible for you to draw the life in them and use them to live your life. They call them interpreters. They call them what? Interpreters. So by the grace of God, with all humility, you have one of the interpreters of scriptures before you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now look at it this way. I pray that the Lord grant me understanding to make it easier in this teaching. You see, I mentioned something that some Muslims went and took a Bible and they were checking some things in it. Now the truth is this. The errors were allowed so that those who are proud, who will not humble themselves, they will throw the Bible away. But those who will humble themselves they will take it and say, oh, this is an error because man wrote it. But what is the word saying? The Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than men. So there are things that could be interpreted as the foolishness of God. First Corinthians 1 verse 25. The weakness of God is stronger than men. There are things that can be interpreted as the foolishness of God, which is not just foolishness, but it was allowed so that the humble will humble themselves and realize it's not foolishness. You get it? 
So some of the seemingly errors in the Bible, you can call it the foolishness of God, but it is there for a reason. There was a time the disciples came to Jesus in the book of Matthew chapter 13 when he was speaking to them. And verse 10, they asked him, why speaketh thou unto them in parables? Why are you speaking to them in parables? Why are you not speaking plainly? Why are you speaking in a way that they couldn't understand? Then what did Jesus say? Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it is not given. What Jesus is saying is that, look, my words, some people should understand. Some people should not understand. Abba, God, are you partial? The difference is simply humility and pride. Remember, the Bible says, God resisted the proud. You know, so when you read the Bible, say, oh, there's an error. Check it, whether you are proud. If you are humble, you will know there is not an error. It is written for someone. It is written for what? Someone. So that the proud will fall by it. Is somebody here who I'm talking about? I, I'm trying to use this as an intro. You see, because the word of God is your life. I'm telling you the truth. The word of God is your life. Jesus was speaking in the book of Matthew chapter 11 verse 29. And what did he say? He said, come and learn of me. For I am meek. You get it? I am humble and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your soul. So, you want to rest. Humble yourself and learn from me. And who is he? The word. The word coming in person and speaking to us. He said, come and learn from me. Let me give you this one in Isaiah chapter 28 from verse 9. He said... Whom shall he teach knowledge? Is that not what we are doing here? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Those who are not babies. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. That is how you learn the Bible. For with stammering lips, please can we read this together? For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to these people. Now, let me pause there, but we'll continue with it. Why will he speak to these people with stammering lips and another tongue? That means he does not want them to understand clearly what he's saying. A stammering lips, when a stammerer is talking, you know what he talks? He wanted to say about what? But he will say, ah, 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 and you will think he will say, I am coming. You know, with stammering lips. So he's saying that, look, I will speak to these people with unclear words, with another tongue, things they will not understand, things they will call errors. Keep going for me. To whom he said, this is the rest, wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor in heaven, I will give you rest. Come and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, you shall find rest. He said, the weary, those who are tired of life. He said, the stammering lips and another tongue, they will rather rest by it. You may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. Keep going for me. But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, Line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, what? That they may go and fall backward 
and be broken and be snared and be taken. To some people, it will give them rest. To some people, they will fall and be broken. That is the difference. To the humble, I am meek and lowly, you shall find rest. It will give them rest. To the proud, he resisted the proud. They will fall and be broken. So the word of God carries what will make some people fall and some people rise. That is what Jesus demonstrated on the cross on that day. The proud one said, if thou be a son of God, save yourself. And, say, and then this one said, oh, you don't fear God. We blah, blah, blah. Jesus said, today, we are rising together. We are going to paradise. And this one, he fell. You get the point? That is what the Bible is. Those who humble themselves, they draw the life in it, they will go up. When Jesus was born as a baby, when Simon came to Hold him. You know what he said? This child is for fall and the rising of gain of many in Israel. So the word of God is for the fall and rising of people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Based on this intro, I can now boldly say that the assignment given to pastors is teaching. Right? Matthew chapter 28 Verse 18, Jesus came out and said, all power. All power. Somebody say all power. That means any other thing that brings power is from my side. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Then what did he say? Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Now can you, let, let's, let's look at that thing he said. And begin to see whether we can think through it. All power is given unto me, therefore go and teach. What it simply means is that it is when you go teaching that the power will flow. Right? Which goes to mean that the genuine power of God is conveyed through teaching. Did I say something? In the book of Luke, Chapter 5, verse 17, Jesus was demonstrating this. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching. What was he doing? That there were Pharisees and doctors of the law, honorable people like you and I, sitting by. Did I say something? Which were come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Which was come out of every town in Accra, Kaswa, um, Awoshi, Bubuashi, Kaneshi, Achimota. It's just like this, like what we are doing here now. And what did he add? And the power of the Lord was present to heal. What was he doing? He was teaching. They've come from everywhere. They were sitting, they were listening. While it was going on, the power of God was present. All power is given unto me, therefore go and teach. So the only miracles that cannot be faked by the devil... It's the miracles that come out of teaching. Did you see that? Because when they teach you, you will understand. When you understand, you attract a miracle. That is the one Satan cannot fake. Some of the miracles you think are miracles, they are traps. When Aaron put the rod down and he became a serpent, didn't the magicians do the same? It is the miracle that flows from your understanding. When you see people who have real miracles, when they come to give testimony, say, Pastor said this, I understood it this way. I took step this way, and this is my result. That is miracle. 
Not you are just going, something drop on you. That is magic. And that magic, you know his source. Did I say something? So it is teaching that conveys the power. It is teaching. So you don't say, oh, but in the place when we go, we just sit down and they are teaching us like classroom. That is how Jesus was doing and the power was present. You get the point? All those physical vibrations, they are all deceptions. The power flows from the word into your mind. And then you, as you are going, you are a miracle already. Because things start happening. Good understanding, give it favor. You get the point now? So sit down tight and let the word flow into you. And then something is happening. It's called transformation, renewing of your mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. So you see, it is when your mind is renewed that you are transformed. It is when your mind is renewed that you are a different person. Now, you can easily know who is civilized and who is not civilized when you see an illiterate and an educated person. Am I saying something? And what's the difference? What they have in their mind. So it is your mind that transforms you. And God gave you a mind. That's why I said, come, let us reason together. When you have the capacity to reason with God, aren't you looking like God already? So those who have the understanding of the word of God, they are the ones who could be called the sons of God. Praise the Lord. Am I saying something at all? Please don't downplay teaching ministries. That is where your life is. That is where you cannot be deceived. That is where you cannot have fake miracles. Because you will understand the miracle and you will take it with all faith because it is understanding that produces faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you don't understand it, you can't have faith in it. Even if you say you have faith, you are lying. It is when the understanding comes that faith will come. An electrician will come here and there's something wrong with this. We will be struggling with this and then he will go somewhere. and say, why are you going to say I understand it? And so he has faith in producing results. You see? So the faith we keep saying, he said, faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. When you hear the word of God, what will happen to you? You understand the word of God. Hearing and hearing produces understanding. Then faith comes. So faith is a product of understanding. Faith is what? A product of understanding. When the angel came to Mary and said, uh, you become pregnant or whatever, and the Mary said, how can that be when I've known no man? And you know what the angel did? The angel started teaching her. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and overshadow you. And then something will happen. And Mary caught it. He said, be it unto me according to your word. Faith has come. So with understanding, faith comes. So you can't say you have faith when you don't sit under teaching. You don't have faith. What you have is imagination. You don't have faith. Faith is an understanding thing. And the understanding is drawn from the written word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Am I saying something? If I continue this way, I won't give you the topic of today. So I will just leave it first and continue. Next time we'll talk about teaching. But you see, I am here for something. And I'm in life for something. To defend the Bible, number one. To defend the teaching ministry, number two. Because that is really Christianity. All the things you are seeing now, that now magicians and everybody can join, is because the Bible is being sidelined. The true ministers of God, they will stand up. You know what it says in Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13? All thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. That means our peace is through teaching. 
all their children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace. The peace we are looking for is through teaching. In this nation, we want peace. In the world, we want peace. When the word of God enters into you, you will behave well. And then you will not do wrong things. You will not steal. You will not fornicate. You will not commit adultery. You will not do wrong things to your neighbor. Then the world will be peaceful. Thy word have I hid in myself that I might not sin against you. So when the word is in you, you don't sin. So we are looking for peace in this world, the word of God. It is pastors they should call and they should believe in to transform our nation. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. Maybe because there is no formula about pastors now. That's why when you stand up, I'll suffer for our maba. I'll suffer for our maba. There's no formula. There's no formula. The Bible is the outline. When they are taught, they go and church. Because of that, they were noble. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm a noble Christian. I go with the Bible. If you don't teach me from the Bible, I will not follow you. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. Wow, that was Pastor Franz, the Apostle of Diversity. For more of Pastor Franz's messages, you can also subscribe to Diversity Broadcasting Network on YouTube. Jesus is God Almighty.